Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at the John Chuckery Show, hanging out at the Kia Studios. Going to take it till 9.30 tonight, and we're going to hand it off to Hawks pregame coverage. They are in Portland tonight as they start this five-game West Coast road trip. Odyssey apps how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 92.9, the game. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I'm at JMCH316. We're going to open up the phone lines here at 404-741-0929. So that's both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, but it is the phone lines that you can jump in and be a part of the conversation. So the Hawks start this road trip off in Portland. So what they have is uh, they've got Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, and then New Orleans. Now this will be their second five game road trip that they've had this year. And it's the two longest road trips that they have been on. The first one was that Fakakta, you know, they played back-to-back, or I shouldn't say, they played back-to-back games in Detroit. They had one night. They played on a Wednesday, then they played on a Friday. They played the back-to-back games in Detroit. So they won the two against Detroit, then at Milwaukee, at Toronto, at New York. So they were, uh, what, three and two on that road trip. Now, last year, the Hawks, when they had this road trip, it was early in the season when they were playing basically some of the non-California teams early in the season, November 3rd. And that was a part of a stretch where they went, they started off the year one and eight on the road and they finished at 16 and 25 on the road. Now, they played at Phoenix, at Golden State, so that's the one California team that they played, at Utah, at Denver. But they lost all four of those games. In fact, they played uh, a few nights before that in Brooklyn. They lost, and they came back home and lost at Utah. Uh, then, then it was Phoenix, Golden State, Utah, Denver. They lost all four of that game, all four of those games. And I really do believe that getting off to that really dreadful road start really kind of set the tone for last season and just trying to play a lot of catch up to it. And I really do think right now that this five game road trip is going to be a defining stretch for the Hawks season. You know, I'm just looking for if they can finish two and three, three and two, but if they're one and four or an zero oh and five, you really start to derail your season because now you're two thirds of the way through the schedule. You got few and fewer and fewer games left, and you know you probably put yourself in a situation where, you know, you're you're struggling to try to even catch the six seed at this point. I mean, Hawks are already two and a half games out of the six seed, and you start to get more teams that are in front of you, it just makes for a tougher time. So I do believe that if the Hawks can just even just get a two and three out of this stretch, then that will be in good shape. But if this thing really kind of, for whatever reason, starts to fall off the rails or it just kind of goes sideways, because again, you know, with with the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, we, we, we never seem to know from one night to the next. Right now, you win five in a row, but then you lose a couple of games in a row. And the Hawks right now on the season sit at 12 and 14 on the road. 
they're only 13 and 11 at home after going 27 and 14 at home last year. In fact, their 27 wins in the Eastern Conference, only Boston and Miami won more games than what the Atlanta Hawks did in the Eastern Conference. So the Hawks aren't protecting home court, you know, their home court advantage nearly the way that they were last year. And that's how they were at least able to overcome some of their dreadfulness on the road. But this thing could get sideways if you're not careful. And I just think that as long as you can find a way to be two and three, that you don't try to you don't really lose a whole lot of ground and you just kind of feel like you're holding serve. And that's what I want the Hawks to do. Hold serve. We know Trey Young is questionable for the game uh, tonight. We'll see whether or not he's gonna, you know, play. But, you know, let's hope that this thing doesn't start to get sideways. So 404 741 0929. Could this stretch on the West Coast be a defining part of their season? Let's grab Tim out in Winder. What's going on, Tim? Hey, Chuckery. Hey, um, yeah, this is this could definitely be a defining part of their season. Um, if you mess around and go one and four, and you can find yourself, you know, four, maybe even five games behind the Knicks or or the Heat at that point, and then you're just going to fight an uphill battle. Um, if you could find a way to go three and two, two and three, and, and maybe fight your way into something better than that, then that, that's going to be great for us. And the trade deadline's brewing. If if uh, Landry can find something going on, definitely, you know, towards the end of that stretch, you never know. You can start a big run, you know, even after all-star break and, and find yourself in a good position. So, yes, this is definitely a crucial part of their season. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. And, look, the Hawks wrap up this road trip on February 7th. Two days later is the trade deadline. So you're right at the, you know, point of this trade deadline. And, you know, as I always say, the pendulum can swing one direction or the other. You know, we, we thought that it was swinging toward the positive with the five-game winning streak, but then – you know, you dropped a couple of games, and then, you know, you had a loss on Saturday night. Things can sway very, very quickly here. And when you're at this point of the schedule, like I said, you're 61% of the way through. You'll be two-thirds of the way through when this road trip wraps up. Not a whole lot left. There's not not a whole lot left for the Atlanta Hawks in their regular season. All right. I'll uh, let's grab Mel out in Southwest Atlanta. What's going on, Mel? Man, I thought maybe I probably had to put on my black suit. Oh no! Listen, I, listen, you know I mean? I, I'm you never know, listen. I'm not gonna you know die, dude. No. Oh, oh, no, listen, man, I'm man. I'm indestructible at this point. And listen, Mel, mm-hmm. only Thank the only are. the good die young. Only the good die oh, young, Mel. Yeah, yeah. So so you one of the, one of the good guys then? No. Let me. How is go three and two? Okay. You know, they play better on the road. Well, they're below 500 on the road this year. I mean, it don't make no difference. Yeah, just, oh, if they okay. win three, it'd be good. <laughs> so I ain't worried about them losing. So they you play, know they mean? play better on the road even though they're below 500. You think they're going to okay. lose, they ain't going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. There's some bad teams in the, in the, in the NBA time, man. Look, a lot of them teams bad. As long as they make the playoffs, anything can happen. And one more quick thing, too. The Super Bowl. What a change to see. I ain't got to worry about the great white hope 
and the person in Green Bay. Dude, look at them. All black quarterback. Yeah, and two of the uh-huh. best and, and two of the best sack teams in the uh, NFL. We'll talk about that here in in a few minutes. But um, you know, no shock at, uh, at what these defenses were uh, were able to do and why they're in the Super Bowl. But um, okay, well, Mel's on the record for you know three and two. So um, you know, maybe maybe you can call Meatloaf and confirm all that. But anyway, um, look, it's all I wanted. And by the way, the funniest part was. The uh, Hawks play better on the road at 12 and 14 versus 13. Anyway, so, um, look, all I'm trying to do is hold serve on this uh, road trip. You know, these are the, these are the you know, you've, you've, got, you've got Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, and then at New Orleans on there. And, you know, it's a situation where you could certainly, you could certainly find yourself at, at three and two with some of those teams. So if you can if you can get through that stretch at three and two, then the Hawks are in really good shape. And as far as making the playoffs, I mean, are, are we really celebrating that we're just making the playoffs? That we're just you know going to be in either the play-in round or something like that? Because if you're not in the top six, then you're in the play-in round, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten. That's where you know the Hawks. The Hawks ended up winning you know the two uh, uh, play-in games to get them into the eighth seed. But if you're not in the top six, then you're not guaranteed a playoff spot. Then you got to go in that Fakakta play-in tournament with all that stuff. So that's really not the position that you want to be. And obviously, you know, if the trade deadline looming, I, I don't know that they're going to be big buyers or anything. You know, at the end of the day, I think they do more selling than buying. Because I think they're going to move bogey, but you're not trying to find another starter. When your starters are healthy, you've got your starting five. You're probably trying to find maybe a bench piece or two that doesn't cost you a whole lot of money. And we keep talking about the idea that the the Hawks are $1.9 million away from the luxury tax. So, you know, it's it's really straddling that line about where they want to go. Uh, let's grab Chief out in Atlanta. What's going on, Chief? What's happening, Chief? Hey, bud. I don't know how to come back with, with Aqua Mail. That's that's just gonna be tough. But I'm gonna try <laughs> anyway. That's <laughs> a tough one, Chief. Now, my problem with the Hawks is it's so discouraging watching them play because it's just like, you know, it's just like watching the paint dry sometimes. You know, you know it's gonna dry eventually. <laughs> it just takes it a while. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the coaching is inconsistent. Just just as much as the play, but the coaching when Nate McMillan just been so. Some of the stuff he had pulled this year, I mean, Detroit trying to inbound balls over seven footers, all this sort of stuff just irritates me. And I think one of the biggest problems, I don't, think, I don't know if you know this, but I'm watching Trey play this year. He just don't seem as, as aggressive as he usually is. Because Trey usually, if he misses three or four shots, he don't care. He's going to keep jacking him up until he get hot. This year, it's just like he's just like, oh, well, you know, I, I just need more out of Trey right now. I need him to be the old Trey. Just be aggressive. You miss a shot. Fine, you're a streaky shooter. That's what happens when you score. You miss shots, but when you start hitting them, he's unstoppable. When he start hitting the shots, I just don't know what's going on with Trey. What you think? Well, the biggest thing is he's not shooting the basketball well. And you know, when you're a high volume shooter and you're shooting your lowest percentage from three in your career, that's you know that's that's difficult to you know difficult to overcome at that point. 
And, I mean, let's face it. I mean, they're the, the cohesion between DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, you know, it all hasn't come together yet. So, you know, it's, it's a situation where you have two guys in that backcourt that, you know, probably want the basketball a good bit. And, and Trey's trying to adjust to, you know, some of his other roles. But when you're not shooting it as well, and, and Trey's had some stinker of games here of late, and especially shooting the three ball. You know, he's had multiple games where he hasn't hit a three. This team can't afford that. You know, but it also, too, though, it doesn't have to be 100% on his shoulders. You do have some support when you're healthy. Now, when you're not healthy and you've got two, three starters out, then that's a little bit more to overcome. But, look, I've said that DeJounte Murray is the MVP of this club. I, I really believe that. He's done more winning basketball plays than anybody on this roster. Not the best player. He's not the greatest shooter and all these other kinds of things that go along with that. But he's the guy that is, he's the guy that's been the MVP. And he's kind of the glue guy. He plays defense. And he can certainly, you know, he can score when he needs to. Let's grab uh, Tony out in Norcross before we get to break. Tony, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Chuck? Thanks for taking the call. Sure. I, I do believe the Hawks can go three and two, but I'm with the last call. I just don't believe in Nate McMillan. I just don't think he have what it takes to coach them any further. Now, as far as, like, the players, I believe that their team, with everything that they don't been through this year, the Hawks don't have some tough losses, man. They, I mean, some tough losses. But I believe as a team, they can gel by the time the playoffs start. I just don't believe in McMillan. Appreciate it, Chuck. Appreciate it. Um, certainly health is one of the biggest factors for this team. You know, and, and maybe it's kind of out of their system. You know, we're seeing guys playing together now. And maybe that phase of this team, you know, it was a situation where it's been a multiple-year problem where guys are just not playing enough games. Whether it's Collins or Capella or Hunter Whatever. Guys are not playing enough games. Now they're kind of coming together. As far as the Nate McMillan thing, I mean, you know, I, I scratch my head at Nate sometimes, but players got to make plays. And, you know, Nate McMillan was pretty much bulletproof, you know, a couple few years ago when they made the Eastern Conference Finals run. Trey Young was pretty much bulletproof when they made that Eastern Conference Finals run. What's drastically changed since then? And it ain't Tony Re- or ain't ain't Tony Wrestler or Travis Schlank or those kinds of things. This team just hasn't gotten better. It just the 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 players around Trey Young or you know even Trey for that matter. He's having a you know a tougher year than he's had in the past. So we'll see. But I think that this is a uh, a defining stretch of the season for the Atlanta Hawks. All right, no shock. When we come back as to who's in the Super Bowl and some of the numbers as to why they're in the Super Bowl. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app.